Say, really? Say. Only know? two voices this time. Which is Only two. Back down. The voices in your head have reduced to just a manageable two. <laughs> um, sorry about last time. Um, no, we're back, and thank you very much to JJ for coming on last ep. Uh, last episode was was cool. Uh, it was a it was a big beefy boy. So if you listen to all of that, God bless your soul. Hope it was hope it was nice and edifying. We had a good time doing it. Yeah, Nothing it was fun. Else. Um, hope we'll have JJ back on again uh, before too long, probably. Uh, but yeah, it's just us today. Just, just your guys. Um, does anyone with- uh, here from from that last episode who you guys are now listening to us? Welcome, great to have you aboard. Yeah, any of our yeah. Well, we'll make it. Say. We'll make it worth your wild. We'll make it worth your wild. Please, please, don't no, don't, don't turn it up. No, 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 please. Um. We promise. Uh, it will be good this time. Uh, and you know what? I have a su- sneaky suspicion that it actually will be, because um, we have good stuff to talk about. But um, what's up? Is anything anything interesting or noteworthy to in going on with you, Mac? Uh, that's um, a good question. You wrote I mean, a very a big, cool article question. recently that we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, we hinted at it. Is that a new necklace? Less. This oh, this is like a choker slash not a choker. The Cuban, <laughs> the Cuban links. Yeah, uh, it's very Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. I was actually referring to the little feather though. Oh, the feather. Yeah, the feather is kind of kind of new. Yeah, um, it's popping up my swag. It's summertime. Summer's my my uh, swagged out season. Yeah, it's my season. I'm from the south, and you know, gotta gotta get loose. Yeah, summer. as you should, man. Yeah, we love the vibe. We love summer. I'm wearing a shirt with a. That I think was the gen- I brought like I've been getting clothing moths in my closet that have started devouring <laughs> all my favorite shirts and putting little holes in them and I think this was this was patient zero because it has like <laughs> well, it has that's all of these holes. It's funny because it looks like the holes at the top. It's like you could have fooled me because that's like an Urban Outfitters and shit. The yeah, shirts the they sell Outfitters. for like fifty five dollars, probably more than that. I got like this for five. I got, I got this for five dollars on Depop and I like it because it has a little screen printed picture of a horse on the back. So I don't want to throw it out. Now nah, you could probably flip that now for way more. Maybe, that, maybe send the plague to someone else. So that's um, how uh, if this is like the most boomer comment ever, but that's like you know how it's features out is when the expensive clothes look like you just got attacked by a coyote outside. That is some boomer <laughs> shit. That's some like, can I just get a damn coffee flavored coffee for Christ's sake? What's with all this frappalappa prima prima chino? God damn it! What happened to coffee? The most I'm boomer thing was I was at the deli the other day in, in New York City, and there was uh, just this beer, you know, and it's like the beers at some. Some of the grocery stores and delis now, it's like they just, you know, it's all crazy graphic design and like they have these weird names and stuff. And there was one that was just a white can with black, like sans serif t- text that just said beer. And it's just I like, saw, I remember beer. you had that, and I drank that here. And I'm not in favor of that. That's, that's <laughs> fucked up. I do like it, just a nice, normal lager beer. Um, but come on. 
don't 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 rub it in my face. Speaking of that, before we get on to the main event, clothes and delis and beer. I was at a deli the other morning on my way to the moving job, and uh, I I had biked there and I had a new a new pair of pants that I ordered from Dickies. They're like painter pants. They were pretty good, but I washed them and they got like significantly smaller. So when I biked there, like I had like com- completed, gave myself like a ma- a major wedgie. So I ordered my sandwich, and then I was just wa- I was just like kind of ambling around the deli waiting. And like during that time, I walked towards the back, and I like unzipped my pants and like to like push my underwear, like my briefs, like back down my leg, to like because they were like totally ridden up. And I was like buttoning my pants back up when I like rounded the corner, and like this guy like rounded the corner on me, and he like saw me like unbuttoning my buttoning my pants back up. So I was just like, mm, and I walked past him, and then he came, and then he like we did like another lap, and he came back to me. He was like, "Yo, ten bucks, or I'm snitching." I was like, "What? What?" I was like, "What do you what?" And he was like, "Yo, I've been living in this neighborhood for too long, like, see you like you stealing shit from this deli." I was like, "Dude, I am not stealing shit." Like he was like, "Your dick ain't that big, man." Like, I see, I saw you, I saw you, and I was like, "You know what, dude? I literally just unzip my pants and just." Pulled them all the way down to my knees. And That's I was amazing. like, check it out, man. I'm not stealing shit. Fuck you. And then he just kind of walked away. Um, That's so funny. Trying to ride you for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, he was, trying to, he was trying to extort me for 10 bucks. He thought I was like stealing a fucking ho-ho or something. I was like, dude. Really, you had the ho-ho up your ass. Because yeah, the ho-ho was, so deep, it's like... was nestled safely in my rectum at that point. was what he failed to realize. Um, it's like, fine, search yeah, me. fine, search me. Yeah, thankfully he didn't make me squat and cough. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's hard out here wearing clothes, going to delis. Uh, it's You never know what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're persevering and we're continuing. We're surviving out here. We're surviving and we're, we're continuing surviving. to provide you... Uh, a not quite maybe not premium but a, certainly a, a a quality store brand quality of of podcast yeah for the for the korean deli for equivalent version of podcast you need to yeah you know throw us a couple bones but for the podcast that we do have what's our jam jonah what are we doing yeah here? this future is out it's a podcast about the future and the ways that it is um you know painful and uh you know uh fumbling bumbling uh a bit of a three stooges event if not downright dystopian uh you know it's not really you know anything too high concept but you know we do like to think that we have a bit of an interesting perspective given uh you know mac is a a damn freaking journalist in the heart of the beast and uh i'm the perfect uh just uh, internet addled brain poisoned internet subject that is at the heart of all of these discussions so you know it's a uh, it's uh you know i'm we're, we're getting we're, we're getting right to the heart of the matter and uh hearing from the the people who are affected most i.e myself <laughs> um yeah in short um but uh yeah so i guess you know don't take it from us can take it from us in uh, the form of a segment that we're gonna do, uh, which is a uh, you know uh, some 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 top of the flop, cream of the crop, uh, top of the flop like <laughs> little 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 bites off the top. So uh, 
That was a that was a pretty good rhyme I just put together. <laughs> yeah, you should maybe put a little beat to it. Yeah, yeah. We'll well, put it was that like in, late nineties hip hop. Put that in in post. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll take care of that, I'm sure. Um, when you're editing. Um, okay. So what's on the top of the docket here? Um, were we gonna say? Uh, we're do a follow up on our. Oh yes. Well, government organization. In memoriam, you know, play the sad music, play the play the the taps. Um, yeah. So in one of the last episodes, we spoke about um the new a new tentacle coming off the Cthulhu like uh head of what the of the Department of Homeland Security DHS, which a little background is a a government agency that was created in the wake of 9/11 so i probably in 2001 or 2 yeah i think it was yeah um, tail end of 2001 and whose entire you know uh sort of remit was to you know protect uh the security of the homeland which is like when did we start referring to the united states as yeah, the homeland it is, it is that's some, like when did that slip in well it's, anyway, it's funny yeah as the, the, I mean, the, the fatherland language, <laughs> yeah the, the, the whole language thing is is apropos with kind of what we're about to talk about too. well they, very they much so yeah pretty... anyway it's been around for a long for not a long time actually is the point like you know less than about 20 years um you know they gave you your favorite staples like the tsa and uh you know the enforces the patriot and you know other yeah other yeah nice exactly and like i think uh, customs patrols. and border patrol is is dhs as well so all of our ice famously um so we love them uh not actually but basically they were in the process of spawning like a new little bud off the pod and then uh which we spoke about in a, in a most in a recent episode but um it, it had it was known as you know, it was sort of, you know, it cut down in its prime, so young, but what, the Disinformation Governance Board, and reading from uh, an article on Axios here, um, headline, Homeland Security puts its Disinformation Governance Board on ice. I wonder if that was a pun, because DHS and ice. Ah, um, that would be a good one. That would I didn't be a good even, one. Put two and two together. Herb Scribner. Um, okay, but Matt, can you what do you know do you know the score? What's what happened yeah. exactly? With, can you tell yeah, me? I mean for those of y'all remember basically the long and short of it was just that ICE had come up with we've talked about disinfo, misinfo, all that. Yeah, wow, slip of the tongue. DHS. Um but the remit was not clear really, but they said that it was like they're gonna be monitoring disinformation and also weirdly like sort of uh how disinformation's affecting like migrant uh sort of traveling and immigration right the one um, thing they said was like weird. oh these poor haitian immigrants are like showing up at our southern border because they've been consuming misinformation that we would treat them like human beings if they did so a weird um a weird like <laughs> capitulation but i think that like the overall just like i mean it didn't last but the idea was just that like it was the federal government means, needs to like get a grip on like this like harmful disinformation right um but you said the name of it the other name of it that got more attention was the was what was popular said was the disinfo squad and this is not necessarily what they said they were going to do but basically the way everyone interpreted it and especially everyone like on the right who's like worried about censorship and shit was that this is uh you know a government agency that's going to come and monitor your posts and like take down like conservative views that's that was the way that like fox news and like the right wing type of groups saw it Strangely enough, like a lot of, or not, maybe not strangely enough, like it didn't actually get that much play one way or the other amongst like kind of mainstream publications for reasons that are like complicated, but it got just like pilloried on like a lot of places online 
a lot of people comparing it to like 1984 George Orwell and like all this like you know similar type of weird language and literally within two weeks the Department of Homeland Security's uh you know one of the higher ups I forget his name it's it's like a Greek name kind of um if you if you have it pulled up he was that I forget what his name. The director? Yeah, the director. Alejandro Mayorkas oh, is Mayorkas. his name, but he's yeah. actually a Cuban. Cuban, yeah. But he's also like the most white. Look, he literally <laughs> looks like a ghost. <laughs> he looks like Skeletor. He looks like Skeletor. He's just like, like you know, yeah, I think I've said this before, but like how some people, they just look like a skull with just like skin drawn over them, like at, at like taut like a drum. He's one of those guys. We um, actually, one of our listeners told me that you, they got a kick out of you saying that about uh, Eric Adams. Yeah, <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah. Eric Adams has the same vibe. Yeah, he's like the he's the yeah he's the black guy version of the Skeletor, uh, you know, template. Um, but we love it. It is funny though because basically, I mean, you 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 have more to say about this too, but like. The long and short of it is that, like, they basically, the DHS got kind of, like, troll bullied out of, like, doing this. Because within two weeks, they came out and they said <clears throat> they're closing it. Um, and this person that was going to be kind of in charge of it got pilloried online because of a lot of reasons we'll get into it. But basically, they said, we're, we're putting on hold. But they were like, this was a good idea. And people had this, like, totally misinterpreted, but we're going to get rid of it anyway because you guys really don't want it. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. it was a yeah, good so idea. This is a quote. They never so, once were like, we made a mistake. They were just like, well, of course not. Like, no, this but is... But, you know, they, it's not like they would ever think that they had. But, yeah, so this was a quote that was in this Axios article, which was quoting a DHS spokesperson who spoke to Axios, um, who said, it was designed to ensure we fulfill our mission to protect the homeland while protecting core constitutional rights. However, false attacks have become a significant distraction from the department's vitally important work to combat disinformation that threatens the safety and security of the American people. Um, you would think, just a small injection, if they really did believe that this was to protect the security of the American people, that they would still do it if, like, if it was just because, like, some trolls online were, like, bullying them. You know what I mean? I know, if right? you really yeah. did think it's it was It's a classic, for, like, well, like, okay, you know what? <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. I'll just, you know, yeah, okay, fine. I'll just go fucking kill myself, I that's guess. Like, like, that's like being, like... Who cares? I, like, I don't know. Like, Sorry. You had, you Sorry had, for trying to help. <laughs> it's like you had, hypothetically, like, the votes for, like, uh, universal health care, but then, like, you just didn't do it because people were like, oh, no, that's, like, like, they were trolling. It's like, if you actually believed it was, like, good, you would... I think in large part, though, I think like the DHS in general has the sense that like their mission and what they exist to do and what like many of their little sub um, um, little uh, appendages do do is deeply unpopular. Like people hate like, you know, I mean, something we're going to talk about later, but obviously this horrible shooting in Uvalde, Texas, like people made as one of the many angles of the story is that like ICE was present at the scene of the shooting to potentially like you know, it ex- at least expose people to who were maybe there to like check on the safety of their kids um, to deportation. So like, it's just, it's, it's very fucking bad optics to use a stupid term at the very minimum. So I think like DHS knows like they don't want to attract too much attention in general, lest they, people start, you know, being reminded of like a lot of the sort of onerous and like, uh, gross shit that they do on a daily basis so they're like okay fine we'll bow out um but, but it is hilarious how quickly they just caved on yeah. this thing which like clearly probably had a lot of money and planning and people behind it i think you're yeah i mean that's 100 percent right i think the one thing that's interesting is that we're like 
most of the time, like people do rightfully so dislike the DHS, but I think this story was like interesting in the case that like a lot of the people you would expect to be like anti uh you know, pretty authoritarian government agencies were actually kind of going to bat for the DHS. Like I saw a number of stories in like the Washington Post and other places where it was really going to bat for the DHS and being like, no, they're trying to stop like harmful misinformation. And yeah, but and is the Washington Post much... really, really anti fucking? Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that coercive it reminds, state power? It reminds like, me a no, lot it's... of like the whole like Trump era, like the whole like you know having CIA people on like CNN and shit. Classic, and it's like, yeah. And, and it, well, they're it, they're against it whenever a, a bad person is in power. But the moment like Biden or like, you know, they slot a good, a fucking good guy in a, a you know, a Democrat, everything becomes totally hunky dory, you know, even though like the same machinery of fucking death is just trundling along, like yeah. absolutely indifferent to who is, you know, on the front, like a goddamn Rolls Royce insignia, you know, it's like totally interchangeable. Well, it strikes, um, it strikes me as like just worrying regardless that like you, the, 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 the player involved, which is DHS, which is like, you know, no friend of civil liberties yeah. in its history. Uh, they make the hand movements that are like signaling the thing that this group thinks is important at this time, which is misinformation. And then all of a sudden your guards are down. And I think it should be, I mean, this failed, but should maybe be a warning sign for both, you know, regardless of what your political affiliation is. It's like, if the people you don't like just start saying the words that you like, like maybe don't just fall in line to like, what yeah, well, saying. yeah, I know it's true. It's clearly like disinformation was like the Democrat democratic buzzword of like, that's how Trump got elected. That's why everything that's bad that's happening is happening because of disinformation, disinformatia. It's like Ru- Russian, Rus- Russia gate shit. And it's just like, oh, look, this is like a slam dunk. We'll like create like a new, a new fucking squad of cops who are, will just be in charge of that. And then it's like, turns out everyone hates that. Um, Cause it obviously like just invites criticism that you're doing. You're going to just censor people online and, and, you know, the reason and like, you know, getting into the even the fucking fumble within the fumble, which is they appoint the, the person who was appointed Nina Jankovic um, was just like an absolutely like r- ridiculously flamboyant, like Democrat flack, like Twitter person who just like posts like epic Twitter posts about like, Mr. Trump, you need to learn something about the Constitution before you talk about fake news because i've got some real news for you mr fake like just he's also like like actually like a real like researcher and all that type of stuff into this but in addition was one of these like i'm sure she had like she ticked all the boxes and went to all the right schools definitely a bad move to put that type of person in charge of like supposedly a non-biased role or whatever yeah and like she did literally go to bat as pointed out by like the fucking you know the all the all the scumbags at fox news but who are you know a broken clock is right twice a day like they were like this is a woman who is literally going to bat for the biden administration saying shit that like his eminent corruption was fake and like not real and russian disinformation insofar as like you know all the shit with hunter biden and his son is concerned and you know none of that's actually real it turns out like that actually is largely cur- true insofar as like his position in a you know Ukrainian energy company was concerned or like his laptop full of like incriminating texts like 
you know, procuring hookers and so on. Um, so clearly like she's in the, she was like cashing checks one way or the other for like, you know, the democratic party agenda, which fair enough, fine. You know, there's plenty of political apparatchiks out there on all sides, but it's like a pretty bad look to say like, this is our disinformation czar or whatever. It's just like, He's literally recording TikToks about how Robert Mueller is going to save our democracy by proving Trump to be a Russian agent. Yeah, it's like, cool, I think, man. I think Good it's job. like if you – I mean, I don't think this agency should have ever existed in the first place. But if you did have something like it, I think it's okay to have someone who, like, has a position on things because everyone does. But I think the problem, as you were saying, is that, like, she was also, like, just so online about it and so, like – and. Yeah, well – but, again, like, with, like, a lot – like, the Hunter Biden thing, right? Like, a lot of people were wrong about that they're wrong about other things and then correct themselves but like she was wrong and just like went into it right like continued to stand by it and you don't if you're if it's a government agency or whatever it's like you don't and when you know the whole point of this is that like when the controversy started happening about this people obviously came for her because like there's you know she's the easy target right like and rightfully so but like instead of just like stepping back and be like no i'm a government official like let's take the higher higher road or whatever she did, was fucking fighting back and like doing all the same shit that they were criticizing her for which is like you can't that's not that just doesn't work and we've seen this in other cases and like recently with like government officials who are like also very just like twitter famous and it's like it's a bad look, well yeah the famous you know? uh nina yeah, exactly. what was her name uh she's the head of one of those big think tanks uh who's just like the Zan- she's always like um I forget her name, but she literally got a. She was about to be appointed. She was being nominated for a. Neera Tandon. Yeah. Neera Tandon. Oh, God bless her heart. Yeah, she was about to be appointed to some, like, pretty hot. It's the fact that you forgot her name already. I know, right? I know. She's literally <laughs> faded into complete obscurity. Two years ago, it would have been right at the front of my head. But yeah, she's literally. She got, she got shit canned for like of like a plum appointment that it was like she was totally probably everyone was expecting her to just cruise into because she was just like clearly like up at like up at like two in the morning like off two bottles of wine just tweeting at mitch mcconnell and like just being out of pocket so classic um it was, it was for the director of uh the office of management and budget which just classic like you <laughs> office that's just like cobwebs no one's been in since 1998 you just cash like a, a check and just continue tweeting away like classic make work job. You know what I mean? Apparently she still landed. I'm looking at this uh, classic patronage. Uh, she's a senior advisor to, to Biden now. So she's still sure. Got her sure. Yeah. Desserts. But it's all about like, you know, she has more money than God. Like it's all about the the recognition for those people, you know, and she totally got smacked down. Um, so, you know, similar case. Yeah. Similar case. Here, similar case of. all around. So anyway. God forbid someone besmirched the good reputation of the D- of the DHS. Uh, um, the whole thing got shit canned. So uh, that's one thing we have to, uh, you know, uh, mourn or be thankful for. And as we said last episode, uh, the future is our future's out. It does not uh, abstain from dancing on graves. Uh, that's not what we do. Not, no, certainly not in the slightest. Um, So as far as doing epic dances on on our dead opponents, um, you know, that does sort of make me think of video games. Um, uh, you know, the Fortnite dances, the famous teabag, um, video games, folks. How would you say uh, this is this is gonna be such a lame transition, but we're about that here. How would you say uh, dances on 
or how would you say this ago? How would you say teabag in tea French? Teabag? Um, yeah, you know, I'm sure they would have their own thing, but like uh, a teabag would be en sachet de thé. So like, uh, you know. That's like a literal bag of tea? A bag of tea, a sachet de thé. Or like a tisane for if it's herbal. But how, what's the verb of to teabag? You know, that's a good <laughs> question. I don't know. I don't know what they say. They, see, but well, this leads right into what we're going to talk about, which is my <laughs> maybe, ima- yeah, imagination. They, they would just say teabag. Tibagi. They take the word because you know we are the cultural hegemon for now, um, certainly insofar as the internet is concerned. But you know what? The Académie Française in the nation of France is would like to have a word with the manager about that. Um, what are we talking about? France has banned video game banned quote unquote video game language because it's not French enough. Um, which uh, you know. We're referencing an article here in Engadget, but basically, the the nation of France uh, has basically issued guidelines uh, to all like government agencies and you know jur- official journalistic outlets who I guess would like to to cater to that that certain like classic anglicisms um, are no longer acceptable per the academy the French Academy, which sort of is like the they're like the sort of the uh the ruling body they're like the 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 nine the 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 nine rings uh you know (laughs) the the elves the dwarves uh the humans uh on what you can say in french and not i was gonna say this is the most french sounding story it is the most french shit ever they got all pissed you know you know he was just like your accent was so good because jonah has actually spent quite a a significant amount of time. Oh, in I've France. been, I've been so deep he knows in all about the. I've been you know, deep French into the culture. nooks and crannies of France, and I know how it works, man. I've seen the, I've seen how the sausage was made. I've seen some of the Nine Rings, and I've lived to tell the tale. Yeah, you know, it's like some dickhead who's just like on the Academy, like the, because there's a thing in French called it's like the Academy, the Académie Française. It's like, like, the ruling body on the French language. That's so funny. It's like a Supreme Court for the <laughs> French language, and you know it's just like some like the disinfo squad, but for language. Yeah, but they got, but they're in, they're in like sin, like they're they've they've done been existed, and you know it's like some guy just got pissed at his like fourteen year old son at the dinner table for like saying like, c'était goaded on the sticks, c'était super, c'était super yeeted, and he's like, God damn it, shut the fuck up, those aren't words. So they basically banned it. So basically, for instance, uh, you know, the word streamer, if you're listening to this, you probably know what a streamer is, you know. Someone who pisses uh, into a stream, right? Yeah, someone who has a nice, healthy stream. But, um, you know. This is why we need this clarity, Jonah. It's why we need the clarity. Yeah, right. Even in English, there's ambiguity. But a streamer is now un joueur en direct. And esports is now jeu vidéo de compétition. Wait, what does... You said streamer, and then you said something that sounded like twenty words. What what yeah. what was that? <laughs> it's not, well, it is you know it's class, it's in in the very effect, efficient manner they have replaced the word streamer, that is obviously from English to stream, which is like the what we've now when you sort of get video that you are watching on your computer without having downloaded it, you're streaming it. You know, I'm sure you know that's a feature of modern life these days, including in fucking backwards old Europe. But, you know, apparently that, that won't stand, so they had to replace that one word with four words, which is un, a, joueur, player, en direct, which means, like, in, in like, direct style, effectively live. 
That's the word for live is on direct. A live gamer. Yeah, you're basically a live, a live gamer. You're a live. We've got a live gamer here. We've got a live one. Oh my god, that's so dumb. It's so dumb. And esports is jeu vidéo de compétition, video game of comp a competitive video game. Awesome guys, that's gonna catch on like wildfire, I'm sure. But yeah, it's been <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, is the the French the France's Ministry of Culture. I mean, has previously, and it is the case that, like, f video games and streaming and all this whole esports shit is huge in France. Like, there's a lot of really successful French esports teams and, like, a lot of big Twitch streamers who make shit tons of money are French. It's like, I don't know if I've said this before on the, on the show, but I remember, I mean, I feel like this is, like, a great fact that I love to tell or remind people of. It's like, France is the second biggest consumer of manga and anime. Really? outside of japan well no they're the second they, so they the u.s is number one and then france is number two outside but in the entire world so outside of japan it's france it's the u.s and then france and like when i i've i've lived there for two years in total and in, in a few different cities and like I lived in the smallest smaller city there's like three hundred thousand people and there were like three anime shops with like a, a how to draw your own anime studio and all of my fucking all of the kids at the school that i worked at were like obsessed with Fortnite and anime and manga so, so a lot of internet nerds they're basically. all nerds <laughs> yeah they're all humongous nerds and they all basically speak like more english than french at least in so far as like internet shit is concerned do they um, say un, un jeu de direct or do they say streamer <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure they're all saying streamer and i'm sure this is gonna really change that um there was a funny thing in Engadget, which was saying like you know in french like uh the academy years ago was trying to prevent people from saying like essentially using the word wi-fi right. um which you know it's we you know in french it's wi-fi um, but so they were like, you have to say l'accès sans fil à internet. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, really? which is literally one, <laughs> two, three, four, five words instead of just Wi-Fi. Everyone's like, cool, go fuck yourself. Uh, we'll we'll get right on that. Um, but honestly, I respect, I love, the I respect the French for being like so committed, just being stodgy old bastards and like just snobby fucks and freaks about like their their stupid language. It's like kind of awesome that they're like, no, no, you stupid peasants. How dare you speak the wretched, those stupid English, the wretched island dwellers. There's, they have no culture at all, you freaks. Stop it. I mean, it's funny that like. I love that. Good just like them. several people ago, they were literally fucking killing each other and like, you know, old time wars. So I, I can see how there's some beef. Yeah, they were basically <laughs> slaughtering each other en masse in intermittent wars up for like half a century until like a hundred years ago and then there's like clearly that comes out every now and again where they're like you fuck you fuck you 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 english pigs they were, i was saw they have done this with some other shit specifically around like the internet stuff because i guess it's like it's the english has dominated the internet language but what's the one around email because i remember there was like there was some stuff about how like that happened in like the early 2000s and it was a big fight about like the the new yeah. word yeah, so French people will like just commonly say like send me like, you know, envoie-moi un email, like an email. But what you're supposed the the official thing and this is like they're trying to get it's honestly kind of Soviet because the Soviets love to like do contractions and shit. Uh -huh. 
but the, it's now the official word for email is courriel, which is like courrier, like a courier, like a like a message boy, and l for électronique. So like an electronic messenger. So, but that's like that word didn't exist before, right? No, it was they a totally just, they made, just made like, it up. That's they're like courriel, and people do say courriel because that's actually like not that onerous to say, but also yeah. people just say email. Um, so they're fighting, they're fighting an uphill battle, you know, and I'm sure there are some victories, but you know what they lost on? What cheeseburger? Cheeseburger, hamburger, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Happy hour. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, it is true. If you go to France, you just say the English word in like the stupidest French accent you can you can muster. You'll probably like you will be right a lot of the time, which is I think is great. And like that's also why English is so I think so so predominant in many ways is that we just like take other words and we're like, yeah, we'll just use that for like your shit what was there there i might cut this if we can't get it on time but wasn't there one word that was like it's like something that like it fucks or like there's something about like or the shit isn't drugs like shit oh well yeah like hash is called le shit the shit (laughs) like hash which is obviously a big deal in like france and like from morocco and stuff it's literally called le shit like which is literally just saying shit like it looks like because it looks like poo oh I mean that's why that is why that's it looks so like funny. it I looks like shit. So... Yeah, that's how you that's what it's called. That's about like they've already at that point you've already lost like your your best your most famous and popular drug is just already the English word for 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 shit for poopy. It's like come on guys, just throw in the towel. It's okay. Let's all share. We can all share. Your uh, your minister over there is rolling in his in his in his chair yeah, right the now. Yeah, says is burgundy chair. Yeah, he's he's about to go just yeah, ignore his his fourteen year old son with the zoomer zoomer gamer haircut. Um, well, he's it's like at least he won't understand like all of the horrible slurs that his son is screaming it's into true. his mic. You know, <laughs> it's true. He can it's just a... blissfully ignore them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, you know that's what's going on over in Lexagon in in France. Um, but uh, from there, I mean, I guess we have to go into some we have to go into a little bit more darker territory. But it is honestly related to all of this to the internet culture and the fucking the damn youths. Um, but do, should we take a little break? And yeah, then, and I was gonna say it? maybe let's take a break. Yeah, we'll do uh, a quick we'll back musical interlude, and then we'll go into some you know something we've already we were already talking about. But uh, we'll go into it in some more depth in a minute here. All right. All right. See you guys soon. See ya.
Okay, uh, we're back. Thanks, as always, to Dalton Core, Espresso Tempo, uh, for the tunes, the interstitials. Um, I guess uh, on, on, at the top of uh, segment two here, there's like a bit of a tangle of like a few stories I feel like that we're trying to get into, but they all sort of, well, they all sort of swirl around um, police and guns and shootings and obviously in particular like the last two big shootings that just took place which is in Uvalde Texas and also Buffalo New York that resulted in like a combined I don't know almost 30 30 dead people many of them in certainly in the Uvalde Texas case were just literal grade school children which absolutely just turns your fucking stomach and it's like deeply revolting and grim and and just like just takes you out at the knees if you had any optimism for like anything i mean not to say that you we shouldn't you know hope for better and look look to the future but it's fucking hard man it's like super grim Before super we, yeah. super grim shit i mean it's without i just we were talking about it offline that it's interesting because like it's not interesting but it just makes you think about what it's like going to school and shit and i'm like in Obviously, I'm from Texas, not from Uvalde, which is a small town, but, um, like, we did school shooter drills and shit <coughs> all through high school and, like, even in middle school, um, and I thought that was just, like, a normal thing, but, Jonah, you were telling me that, like, that's not something y'all did, which is, it's just kind of crazy that, that there's, like, because now, as I understand, it's becoming, like, a common thing, unfortunately, like, be- because these things keep happening all the time, you know? But um, it is just like a a horrifying for anyone who has kids or anyone who's like you know just even still in school. It's like the the object of having to worry about that is just such a horrible. Yeah, and it's also I mean there's so many things to go into and that we can't and and like don't have time to. But like you know the fact that teachers now who are already like some of the most fucking benighted and like uh, oppressed and like uphill battle profession that you can hope to do in this country for a genuine positive end that which is like you know reproducing and like our kids uh, knowledge and the knowledge of our society like the fact that like on top of being underpaid and having too big of a class and like being not really getting respect it's like you also run a decent risk of just getting fucking like air hold in your fucking classroom and in um, some cases they're being told to like fucking be security cops basically in a lot of places it's uh, pretty bad all around but um you know it's and it's really really grim and depressing as is like we don't you don't no one needs to be told that but i guess some of the angles that we were looking at 
um, include um, in the Uvalde case. I mean, maybe we can start with this, Mac. Like, turns out, so this the guy who who ended up shooting all of these people was, uh, you know, in this in this school system. Which eighteen year old, yeah, yeah, eighteen year old kid who is like, you know, I mean, you probably know a lot of the details at this point if you're listening to this. It happened a little while ago already, but you know, he turns out was active on social media in many respects and like sent sending DMing people pictures of guns and intimating that he was going to do something fucking unhinged and insane. He's also like apparently like sending like rape threats to a lot of yeah like, he was a people. harassing he had- women and girls and like you know a clearly like a, an unhinged and depraved individual man and anyways- he also like got like one of his friends said that he was like fucking came to school after he had cut his face and shit too yeah like, he's like, like clear like, i mean very, all this shit he's torturing troubled. animals like every single thing you could possibly hope to uh you know you would think of when you think of a school shooter like and he was also i mean it shouldn't also be said it was like ruthlessly bullied it sounded like yeah for being like sounding having a lisp and like wearing eyeliner and being like quote unquote gay and like you know all that shit which is like should not be overlooked deeply troubled yeah and a horrible home life it's like everything you could hope to think of it's like and it's fucked up on 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 a lot of levels but the thing that i think that's interesting from the angle that our show sort of likes to chase down is like uh it turns out that this school district in particular had paid to have you know a, a program uh taken like undertaken which was uh essentially i designed to monitor the social media presence of like students in the school district to do a preventative uh like screen of potential school shooters by monitoring what they say online and flagging like people who were you know doing uh saying and posting things that were concerning and might yeah supposedly uh, to catch someone just like this right like, precisely like, yes thank yeah to cut yeah. to cut to the bullshit like yeah presumably to do precisely what it failed to do in this instance and like i don't know i mean to me like uh, i don't know i mean we we that we, in itself i feel like it's worth just like for a second to yeah. compliment because like i i didn't i mean we had like we had filters at my school on our laptop we had laptops in my high school and like there was filters but that in itself is like something that's relatively new is this like as i understand with this thing it, it was literally like like screening the, all the students like social media posts and like the, all their like online personas so it's called social um, sentinel yeah which is these things have been they're a direct response to the school shootings in the past right as as with a lot of other like kind of security surveillance technology and so the Uvalde school district was confirmed to have purchased this capability um, in twenty the twenty nineteen twenty 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 school district, um, and uh, you know what they what this this you know I mean and again it's just like this is just money going to these consultant these companies that have I mean to me it's very very gross in a way that like all how much like private it's like adjacent to like the weapons and industry it's just like it's like an appendage of the security industry in a sense that you know it's just like i mean it is literally security but it's like i feel like it's just like it's it's the other side of the coin of this like all of these fucking the guns and the and everything and all of these fucking yeah uh 
firearms and weapons manufacturers it's just like creates this other second cottage industry of like protecting schools and protecting people via surveillance and then i mean the long and short of it is basically that this guy was like all over social media sending freaky weird shit to people and then however none of that is where thing was not detected on this like supposed thing because like all of his shit was on direct messages yeah right? it's mostly like, private dms those are not those are not things that this is screening for for like i would say good reason like you don't like the i've heard some people after this shooting been like oh well the solution should have been that it should like we should be reading all these kids dms which i think we both agree is probably not the right solution to this but but that's basically what's going on is that if you have one of these tools which have become way more popular in the wake of these shootings because you know people just want an answer like there's no there's i think i like i we agree that's wrong but i also get if you're a parent or something nothing changes and like you're going to be so susceptible to any tech company or 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 security company that supposedly gives you a solution you're going like, okay let's try it i mean but of they course, don't man like work. we've been selling there's been a cottage industry of like kevlar infused backpacks yeah which like nothing that should just tell you all you need to know about like the lengths that we will go to to try to salt like do something about this problem without actually touching the root cause it's just like it's like a game of twister man it's just like you can do anything but the thing that will actually which is like whether you like it or not like it is the ac- the easy access to guns i mean this kid bought two assault rifles yeah, legally legally yeah. fully legally i mean mac i remember we, you you wrote about this in when we were in school like in journalism school about how easy it is to just go to a gun show and get a gun yeah. and like i don't he didn't buy this at a gun show to be to be clear it was at a, a gun store but like you know you can just go and get a a, a semi-automatic rifle well that's um, like i mean yeah i mean the only thing with the gun store thing is that like i think so many we, we can easily just like go in rabbit holes but like there's so many issues with all this shit because like even the things like the guns are the problem right like even the things that like make it hard or whatever it's like one of the things that's been like a big conversation in after all these shootings is like universal background checks universal background checks when i went to this i was yeah, tw- but if you're 18 20, you don't have a background well you that know? precisely like yeah, and exactly. when i was tw- I, I was 21 when i went to that gun show and i bought it was for a journalism assignment i have multiple guns not in new york but in houston i bought this one just to see what it was like and i bought it legally it was not like off a, a weird seller but they had to run a background check because they opted in to do that the background check took literally 25 to 30 seconds. It was not, it's not like these aren't like these people, people get the wrong interpretation of what these things are because it's like, unless you just have a felony or like you've been instituted, that's all it really checks for. And like a lot of these cases that we're seeing, this doesn't stop that at all. And then also like the only <clears throat> other thing is just that like, um, yeah, yeah, anyway, I, it's, that's that's the only thing I was... I was, I was no, I mean, that's... Face. And that's, like, I mean, an important thing to say, which is just, like, I honestly think there's no getting around, like, whatever your thoughts on the cost-benefit analysis, which I think is quite fucking clear at this point, but, like, the only way to stop this is to do something about just, like, a massive restructuring of, of, of gun laws and our access to and relationship to guns in this country. And I honestly think you can safely say, based on the out, just the same response, it's just like people just reading a script of like, 
pulling out the same old cue cards. It's like not, it will not happen. The Democrats, even if they had like full control, I mean, regardless, they don't have full control. Like they have a tenuous ability at, at the present moment to pass laws and shit. There will be no major gun legislation at a federal level. And like, nothing's really going to fucking change about it. So honestly, it's not surprising that there are these like little, these little, this cottage industry has has struck up. And like, you know, to go into this social sentinel thing, I mean, like to show how inept and bad it is (laughs) to a large degree, it's like, you know, they were literally flagging kids for saying like, my, my game, my stock in game shop and GameStop is shooting up. And they're like, that's shooting up, like flag him, you know? It's just like really dumb technology. It doesn't work. Well, that's what we were um, talking about. And there's no my yeah sorry. Yeah. No, just, no no no. It's, it's just like I I I mean I take I take a lot of issue with a lot of this stuff just because like you were saying like that that there's a fucking elephant in the room that's not being addressed. But in the and again I empathize with like parents and shit who just want to have some solution. But like whether it's a social sentinel thing or like there's another thing about how people are like we should have more smart guns or like there's all these different like or we should have more facial recognition cameras in schools like that's another thing that's been proposed after this. There's a lot of these. Or having the one entrance to a given building. That's like nice, dude. So instead your kids will just die in a fire instead of being shot to death. Yeah, we're missing a point. And it's in. But it's also the case that like at least with any of this, like the monitoring stuff. Uh, it's always weird to me because anyone who's suggesting this, I feel like there is this thing that happens with a lot of, with everything really, is that like the older you get, the less you remember what it was fucking like to be a child. And like, listen, when I was in school, I would have been flagged for any number of these things just because you say crazy shit as a kid. And like all kids do say crazy shit, but that doesn't mean they're going to do something. And so the only thing that you're going to really get with these sort of targeted tools is an overabundance of flags that end up like not it's just policing it's just essentially policing which is already like you know the uvalde massacre in and of itself has shown because the other big thing other than like the absolutely gut-wrenching and disgusting and horrific massacre of of school children by some just random guy is that the cops absolutely prove themselves to be feckless cowards and just failed like at best they just stood around for an over an hour while the shooting was taking place and just waited and just let children be massacred while there was like phone like desperate calls to you know everyone knows this by now if you've read the newspaper but like desperate calls to 911 please come save us please come do something meanwhile they were outside forming a perimeter and like tasering and handcuffing parents who were like there to try to desperately extricate their kids from danger yeah they did a horrible the police literally proved themselves like whatever if you want to take this for the all police or if you want to say this was the isolated incident of a single department i don't i i i don't know if that that is a very convincing case but regardless, like these, just these cops prove themselves to be just like yeah, utter they, fucking they totally, cowards. They totally drop the ball. They like sure. the only thing that they exist to do is like essentially prevent this exact thing from happening. And they just stood around and like you know, there's all this weird fucking buck passing and from the official you know police department blaming it on teacher for leaving the door open saying oh the cops can't go in because they feared for their own lives that was like an official thing it's like well you guys are the cops and you have body armor and it's it's tied into the same thing as like if you don't have 
if you don't have like if you if you're if you're just going to put your hands in the sky and say like okay we're gonna just like live with 400 million guns or whatever it is that we have it's probably more than that but that we have in the u.s like okay like i'm i'm actually like of the position now where i've seen enough of this where i'm like it may just be that this is an un intractable problem but if that's the case then like you are at least assuming that the police are going to be like able to be there with their guns to solve this when it happens and if they're showing that they're not then it's all the more reason why you see again these like opportunist companies coming in to fill the quote void of like this empty thing with all these numbers of different like high tech like sort of like like solutions which and, like, honestly and, like, is really wretched to me because yeah. i mean like personally to editorialized it's no but it's just profit it's profiteering and it's like worse than war profiteering because it's just like literally profiteering off i mean i don't know if it's worse but it's on par with war profiteering because we basically live in a state of war where like your kid could get like if you're a child like going to school in like yemen or fucking eastern ukraine it's like you might get blown up but it's just like we just live like that in the united states of america and like statistically it's different but i agree with the sentiment yeah it's yeah it's it's yeah but it's it's up there dude it's it's not nothing it's not insignificant i mean people it's 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 a real thing that you might just get fucking blown away either by a mass shooter or even just by like you know, a stray shot from a gunfight that is like yeah. cracking off every all the time, or your own parents, or you'll kill yourself by accident with your fucking parents' gun. So we live in like a a, a state of constant bloodshed from guns, think, yeah. and the fact that people, these companies, are like, you know, zooming in to say like, well, we have a technological solution that like is manifestly inept, is basically can amount to profiteering off this death. And it sucks, and it's honestly disgusting. Yeah, like, I agree. These it's, people it's are, are roaches. I and and especially because it bears being that they don't they don't they don't work. They don't um, work. It'd be one thing if they worked. Even if I would say that in a lot of these cases, even if they worked, I would still have a lot of issues with it. But yeah. it's the case that they don't work, and I and like I don't know. I just as a visualization, I think it's interesting that like like I make a joke. Uh, sometimes that this podcast is like it's basically like dumb Blade Runner or like Cyberpunk 2077 but one thing that's like interesting to think about is that like the thing that a lot of those like sort of dystopian sci-fi futures have in common is that like they all have like GTA, GTA style levels of like easily accessible guns and like the only <laughs> yeah, really techno true. state that exists today that like has the same characteristics is the u.s like like you cannot there's not another place that you can model like these type of like sci-fi dystopias where like people are just like you know having like crazy firearms other than the u.s which is just interesting to think about but absolutely which i think is an interesting lead into a big article you wrote for gizmodo that we should put a link i'll put a link to when we post the episode thank you boss um yeah you know (laughs) i'll do that i'll I'll do that for you dog i mean i'll get my i'm gonna get my percentage but I will do it for you. Um, yeah, because I know you get $5 per click, right? That's the... You get between 5 and $20 every click. And you're raking in those big journalism bucks. If I got 5 um, and $20 per click, I would uh, not yeah, be living not in, a, be here in a basement and, in New York yeah. City. <laughs> um, no, we will link to that piece, uh, regardless of the financial enrichment opportunities available to either of the hosts of this podcast. But... Um, the piece that I'm referencing is in Gizmodo that our very own Mac DeGarren wrote 
headline, Police VR Training, Empathy Machine or Expensive Distraction? Um, pretty nice. Um, do you want to give us the thrust? I read it. Um, really cool article. And honestly, very apropos to what we we're just talking about. Of like, can just like gizmos and gadgets solve these fundamental sort of structural seeming problems? And it seems like maybe they can't. But what? Well, yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear you sort of elaborate a little bit more. So. Yeah. So this is. It's kind of strange timing with this, but um, basically. Well, yeah. The timing worked out. Yeah, I mean, grimly it's, it's well. Sad to say, it worked out well. Yeah. But, but basically, this is about a month ago or so. I got reached out by this company called Axon, which they used to be called Taser. Um, they made the Taser, which is like we all know what the Taser is, right? But they've sort of become like a, uh, basically like a private police uh sort of ecosystem of tools like they make in in addition to the taser they're like overwhelmingly the number one provider of body cams which has become a big thing recently um and now the reason why i was like interacting with them is because they have like a they're building a new virtual reality like system and basically it's like a tool that you give like police departments this like VR headset along with these it's like a custom built taser and modeled Glock that's like works in VR uh, and it's they like have time, it's like the time crisis yeah the game, I mean honestly kind of it yeah. all fits is there a this... pedal for ducking there's, like, that you can you... there's not but you can you can literally duck yeah it's <laughs> it is like cool it's like uh, <clears throat> just so I don't meander there's like several components of it but one is like you actually have like a target shooting in virtual reality that they give to police, which is like the idea is that like they will say it's for regular target shooting, but also to use the taser more because this is actually true that like a lot of police don't feel comfortable using the taser because like they don't actually have a chance to shoot it. Like they shoot in like live fire training. Mm. So that's They're like, one... hmm, I'm not quite as adept. I might as well just kill this person with I, my gun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who've had critiques of that, but in addition I to mean, that, no, makes a grim sense. Again. Yeah. In addition to that, there's another component of it, which was the one I was a little bit more interested in, which is this thing that they call like community engagement training in virtual reality. And basically what it is, is like you put on the headset uh, and you play, you like you get i i did this for like an hour last month they let me demo all the stuff i shot the guns and i did the community engagement shit and uh basically what you get is like this menu screen that looks like like a like in a game where you scroll through like different levels and the levels are like uh scenarios that a cop might be uh introduced to when they go to a traffic stop that are like complicated and like tricky so like one would be like the one i did for example was like a uh, you're interacting with someone who was like on a drug charge and like you have to deal with like what to do there's others though that are like uh you interact with a, sch- a schizophrenic person or you interact with a mentally handicapped person um and the idea as they will pitch it is that <clears throat> you get when you're in vr it's like a pre-set script of like it's live action so it's like a video of something that's happening and you're there experiencing it and you get these like uh, so it's live. It's not like a video game. Vibe. It's not like a video oh, game. So it's However, like a live action video. There is another one they're working on, which is like a video game where it's like you actually interact with it, but that's more in beta. This one is like it's like video, but you have three. You know, like if you go on like YouTube and you watch like three sixty VR like music right, shows, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that. But like you get interactive prompts where it's like someone will say something and like you have three options say and like it's like different decision trees like an rpg in a video game so 
<clears throat> the idea is it's teaching you how to react with like complicated situations in VR so you have some knowledge before you get there. And uh, what it does, which is kind of interesting, is like my example was like I went and responded to this case where there was a woman who had like tried to buy she was a drug addict and she was trying to buy pills and her and her dealer uh, stole the money from her and the cops came to the scene. You're there in the scene with your partner asking her questions, interrogating her, and basically you get this option wheel that's like three options. Do you give her a warning and let her off? Do you take her into custody? Or do you plant drugs on her? <laughs> well, that one, unfortunately, then, was not. Then make, <laughs> get her... Yeah, get her under arrest and then to force her to give up the name of the drug dealer so you can then bust him, get the whole stash, and then flip it to your various gang contacts. This is why they need better writers for this shit. But no, the last one was just like investigate more. Uh, so I was there, you know, I'm just like, you know, fucking How did you, me. you did And what, yeah, what did you pick? I picked... Let her off with a warning? Yeah, so obviously it's investigate more come on where's your rpg skills <laughs> well to keep in mind i'm literally like wearing this dumbass headset and there's 20 like literally like 15 standing there standing staring around watching. watching but i picked i legit picked letter off of the warning because i think that is actually there was no like, draw your service weapon option no. <laughs> but i no, i legit did think that's like the that's what I would do because, like, I yeah, think it's well, that's like, why you're not a cop. If there's like, it's just like a random drug thing. It's like you should just let him go. But I picked that option, and then it fast forwards you to like the next day, and like you're with your partner, uh, and you like go to this a call to like respond to something, and you're walking up. It's daytime to this like uh, dumpster in the back of an alley, and you look across, and the woman you let off, she's there sprawled across, like dead, foaming at the mouth. And your partner turns to you and he's like, oh, God, do you think it's because we let her off? Like, as she, and since she OD'd and you're like, oh, no. And your yeah. guy goes, we should have arrested her. <laughs> that would have helped her. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I wish I could have saved them all. And your partner's like, uh, don't blame yourself. And then it backtracks you and it's like it guides you it's through. like narrative you should have blamed yourself right however, because <laughs> no, you it didn't just, arrest it her. like an hour of you just like drinking and like, yeah, like not going home and yourself. yeah kicking your fucking dog against the wall <laughs> no, awesome it, it guides you through like what the quote right answer was which in this case was to investigate more and then in this narrative what happens is like uh you tell uh it's fucking weird you tell you tell the person like basically like uh <laughs> I, I wrote this in the article, but I remember your your character, he says, like someone close to me once said, there's only three things that happen to an addict. You either get sober, end up in jail, or end up dead. She's like, which one is it going to be? And the uh, and it ends up... you like Famously, addicts love being told shit like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> From cops in particular, who, who they've just met. <laughs> but you do this, and, the, and basically you give her your phone number, and you're like, check yourself into rehab, and then it fast-forwards... And she's like, okay! <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, okay. And then it fast-forwards, and she's like, clean, and like you randomly find her jogging, and she's like, you saved my life, blah, blah. Damn, this and, police shit is easy, man. Right. But I say that all as like it's a it's an example of this is just one of of several of the things. But the the idea, and I I I you know I believe to a certain degree that that uh, they kind of buy what they're saying because these narratives are like crafted with like they you know they made them in conjunction with like therapists and with like social like psychologists and with like uh, experts, and the idea is that like when you're doing these things. 
uh, it will transport you to be in the perspective of like the person that you're, yeah. you're, you're. Can you tell us any fun perspectives that you got to enjoy while demoing this technology? Did you get to be like, uh, you know, like a bag of cocaine? <laughs> well, that's one <laughs> they didn't. What do. it's like to be a bag of a bag of heroin? So what they do is they do do like uh, I didn't experience this one, but like uh, for example, um in the ones where you interact with like schizophrenic people, they will like have you play as the perspective of the schizophrenic person who's interacting with the cops because like you will be like hearing voices and you can't really understand what the cop is saying as to say that like, right. if you're the police officer, you should Empathy, know that they're yeah. like not, it's hard for them to, to get where you're coming from. My <laughs> situation was I saw it from the, the, the drug woman's perspective I'm sorry, the woman suffering from drug addiction, whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? But then also, uh, when she like when you made the wrong mistake, like and it was going through they did a little time lapse of her kind of hitting rock bottom. Uh, she goes to her mother to like ask for money and I w- went through the perspective of like her baby, which was in her stroller, watching her going, just like Google begging Gaga. for money. Yeah. I I could They're like I press really, X to shit your I pants. I really had to stop hard from from laughing because uh, it's it is just so absurd, absurd and, and ridiculous. We'll talk about. Yeah, there is, needs to be like a version of this where it's like the POV of a bag of drugs. <laughs> that would be funny. where it's like Bugs Life. Please do me. Yeah, like. it's like Bugs Life with the bugs, like all the different ones. Like yeah, like drug, like a drugs life. Where you're like, yeah, like the little, the weed is like interacting with the coke and like there's a whole little ecosystem and like you have a hero voiced by um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld or whatever. Hilarious. Um, Yeah, that's your next little script you're making. All right, guys, hit me up. Basically, there's Um, a lot of exposition, but but it's, it's, uh, you know, my take. Yeah, let's get your takeaway. So like, okay, so so basically the thrust is that like there's there's a lot of money and like interest in creating these VR uh, training solutions for cops that will supposedly increase their empathy and ability to understand what the people they interact with are going to go through and critically reduce harmful interactions with people, which is like the, the this is a direct res- like the reason they're doing this is in response to like the outcry around police violence and like they're 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 saying that this is a way that you can have police interact with like you know uh disenfranchised groups in a safer manner but famously as you say in the article like no one who you did say they consulted like pathologists and psychologists and so on but like no one no like uh, victims of police violence and brutality were consulted critical point which is pretty a pretty glaring oversight when as you say the whole point is that like police are under massive fucking you know scrutiny for brutalizing people in like a systematic way all across the country and yet none of those people were were involved yeah literally i mean that was i think if there's any big takeaway from this whole enterprise that was the biggest one was they were telling me that and i asked them point blank and i was like because they were they it was is they literally just hadn't thought about it. And I was they, yeah, they they're were like, wait, no, what? No, they truly didn't. Cause they were listing off all these people. Oh and God. I was, I said, but did you contact anyone who's been a victim of police? Like on the other side of these encounters. And they looked at me just like, like what? why would we do that? Yeah, and I was, no. and they said, and they didn't say why, but I, I interviewed, um, a, a police chief who is like actually, uh, beta testing this right now. Um, and asked him about that. And he was like, they don't. And I was like, no, and he's like, oh, that's weird. 
because you would assume that they do because it's like at the end of the day the most important people in this interaction is like the cop and the person on the end of the cops like uh, yeah on their thing. End of and like only one of those is being talked to so it's a huge oversight and i think that i talked like i was kind of critical in this piece uh, and like people from the aclu who i talked to they made the point which i think is tr- is true is that like this the, like especially with like the community engagement thing these narratives like the one that i was just explaining to you it seems like kind of like ridiculous on its face because like you're never gonna have an objective narrative and like if you're not in if you're not asking the people who've actually been the victims of police violence it's gonna be from the perspective of like what the police thinks is right which and is just why like, seems like even super... if this shit was designed as well as it could be it's just like people don't i feel like the cops who are like brutalizing people and like they don't engage with this shit in a serious way it's just like i just think the whole thing is fucking is fucking stupid and fundamentally you know uh stunted way to go about trying to do any of this like just showing up like hey dude like did you ever consider if you were the baby of a crackhead like maybe then and you're like remembering that when you're just like in 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 frothing at a traffic stop over someone who's like fuck you fuck you it's just like of course you're not you're just gonna go hey i have a gun i can basically kill people with absolute um discretion and impunity because cops never actually get in trouble for that basically ever statistically and it's just like what are you going to do like if you're going if you're the type of person and i think it should be said that like police office being a police officer is the job that attracts like not a, certainly not all cops but like a, a large amount of cops are just the type of people who love the idea of lording power over people and having absolute authority yeah. um and i don't think like this type of training which you say in your reporting it's like these these vr headsets and stuff it's like cops are just like popping in to do a 10 minute module like in between lunch and going back out it's like that's not how you change someone's fundamental way of thinking about their relationship to other people and power and so on well i think yeah i mean it's they're all good points i think it's worth saying that like the this the selling point of like vr can increase empathy it's not all bullshit the problem is is that like i talked to someone who's like needs to be vr porn that's the only (laughs) way (laughs) you need to be just great yeah uh yeah yeah, but I I spoke to an expert in like the VR in VR like uh, simulation training, and he was saying that like you can there's like a lot of clinical studies in like uh in medicine and in like psychology where you can actually show empathetic responses through VR, but the difference is is that one like you're saying it's sustained over long periods of times. Like the selling point of Axon's VR is that it's mobile, you can fit it in your car, and like you can do it in five minutes between shifts like it's it's like a game the difference like the person i talked to who talked about examples where vr does work for building empathy it has to be sustained and also it has to really you have to really feel the feeling so like people will do this in like uh in the psychological in in psychology they can show vr happens when like you actually make someone feel fearful like true fear right in vr you're not really getting that when you're in like 
a very brief setting between like a snack and like your like 12 a.m. shift or like basically cops need to be like given acid and like put (laughs) into a fucking like deprivation tank that they cannot escape where they're just being hunted by police officers that might work honestly like that's the only way well you know Um, what's funny is i mean this is a yeah i mean it's a little tangent but there's a point because like you know axon makes taser and i remember when we were kids this like got like it was like a, like uh, made fun of, but like some police departments, the only the only way they would let people use tasers was if they let the cops get shot by a taser. Yeah, I've seen those but videos. Honestly, kind of the right move, I think. Right, is like to actually experience the thing because, and that's kind of what this researcher was getting at with the VR tools. He was he wasn't throwing the baby out with the bathwater. As in saying that, like our baby is out with the, you know, with the, <laughs> the but it's just this is the, not the right way to do it, and it's not cheap. I mean, it's not the most expensive thing, but it's not cheap, and it's uh, it's like three thousand dollars per fucking right, um, and which is like why I think like to take the cynical tack as I, I tend to do with this type of shit. It's like this is why this is all just like a closed loop system. I mean, these are the same people. It's like for sure, yeah. This I mean, is like definitely. Uh, for sure pds yeah. that need to like show that like we're doing the training look we're doing all the right things and they buy these fucking things that enrich these companies that sell them all of their other hardware that is like the same that that they use in, in their everyday policing that is often extremely abusive and it's just like money getting shuffled around you know it's just like you know these police departments who get like massive state and federal funding to spend money on stuff and like the companies like axon are just there as like a a money sponge at the end of the thing to just like produce some like half-assed vr experience that's supposedly going to keep cops from from doing horrible shit which also doesn't go anywhere near the like fundamental you know structural and economic reasons why policing exists and like what it exists to do which is like enforce you know the prerogative of 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 like private money and corporations and and in in like clearing people out of you know you know a fancy downtown say where people are supposed to go shop like you know to get to get high high level and pointy headed about it but like all of this stuff like i mean i i think your article is really good because it just shows how like when you're getting up into the nitty gritty of it, like how hopeless, I mean, that was my takeaway is just like, it, can you imagine a cop who's going to like do one of these and be like, wow, that really changed my perspective. And I'm now going to like think twice before I. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm and some people I spoke to is like, there's, I think that like, there is a, a place to be had to like explore th- literally anything you can do that can like reduce that can like, you know, be some, reduction of of police violence but but this is what someone from the aclu was saying was the problem with some of these things one they're not fully baked but two is that it's a it's a reason it's a reason to uh move away from the bigger issue which in their point of view would be to reduce the amount of interactions police have with these people to begin with right it's like and like that's and i think that there's it's a clear divide where my perspective is that you can do both things, which is you can reduce just like any chance you can not have a police respond to one of these things. It's better because it's just a percentage game. But then when you do, then you should also like give as many tools as possible to reduce violence then. But what, what Axon is doing and it's explicitly saying this in, well, 
implicitly but close to explicitly saying this in its advertising is that it wants to like make sure that police are the jack of all trades that can respond to everything because they have the technology to do so which is missing the fundamental problem of like police just need to be doing less things you know like they're yeah they should they should that's definitely true and and i think that like i i i i come of the thing where and it, it gets missed sometimes that's like you it's okay to like I think it's good to like try to improve policing while also at the same time reduce the amount that police do. You know what I mean? Like that's No, um, that's definitely true. That is definitely true. But I think the thing that is like the 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 crucial component that gets left out of that like approach oftentimes is that like at the end of the day there is act there's only there is a finite amount of like energy and like political capital that's going to exist to be spent and like I do think that like getting police to like yeah like do yoga and like have like uh like circular therapy sessions about why it's bad to to beat the shit out of people is like good that requires some of that energy and i think like there's a very good case to be made that that energy is better spent going whole hog on like the other stuff that like this lc aclu gent was talking about about like just absolutely cutting the cutting down the fucking the expected uh you know responsibility of police in our society point blank and the the extent to which you'd like say well we're gonna do three we're gonna do five things at once it's just like all five of those won't get done or we'll get done 10 percent. and i think we but it's worth saying there that like i agree uh but like we don't necessarily it's not going to be like a clean transition though right because it's like I, like uh listen this is the case that like like social workers are also like not equipped to deal there's a lot of violent situations that happen with like people and like we're still figuring it out right um i, I also i didn't include this in the article because there was just not enough space but i thought it was actually very telling in a way uh, so like my demo was both of like this community engagement empathy training and also of like just straight up like shooting targets <laughs> and I was I came there because I was pitched on like the empathy building of it but I shit you not like 75 to 80 percent of my demo was shooting shit and I think that <laughs> it tells a lot because there's you know, and there's on the a, way out they're like hey you're pretty good at that do you ever uh, <laughs> no I think mean, about joining the force <laughs> this is I will say this because I I can it was recorded I, I when I used the 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 model the Glock I was like they were like have you ever shot a gun and I was like yeah like I have but I'm not great and they're like okay and I shot my first target and the guy my the 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 dude whispers in me with the VR headset he's like well I mean we have to finish the magazine so you know let it rip and I was like it just the the, the just, rip yeah just the the like the way he like kind of. He didn't say let it rip, but he said something very similar to just that. Just glib. Um, like, and I was like, uh, it was just funny. Uh, this is what cops but, tend to do is like literally fire off like 18 rounds. Yeah, like once they start going, it's just like, well, finish this mag off. It's a thing. I mean, I thought it was a microcosm of like, this is a thing in most police, dis- not all, but the vast majority in the U.S. where uh, one, they're undertrained in everything, including firearms training. But the training that they do have is almost always overwhelmingly firearm training versus everything else and it's just which obviously it's just like i mean there is a there is a someone said in this article a version of of this that you quoted but it's like yeah when all you have is a hammer you know you all you see is nails you know and it's just like yeah if you've got the fucking if all you've got is the hammer 
you're all you're gonna do is fucking shoot people. Yeah, and then to um, tie it back to the school shooting thing, uh, just because this, I mean, this was just came out today, but it's unfortunately again, uh, apropos. Um, so Axon, the same company that does this, <laughs> they they have a. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because this is a dark subject, but it's just so ridiculous. They have a new solution to school shooting, which is they're gonna take their taser uh, and put it on a drone. And that drone. Yeah, because cops are use... too big of pussies to go into a school where there's like one teenager with a gun. That yeah, we'll send a drone in that's gonna fucking like zap zap them like a like a fucking Half Life Two uh, uh, shredder bot or whatever. So yeah, they have a new Taser drone. They're 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 uh, trying to trying to get through, which I is actually I mean I'm reporting on this tomorrow, but it seems like it's illegal because the FAA actually has a rule against having weapons on drones. Um so we're gonna see if that I works bet out. you, dude, I bet you if they if it was like me versus Taserbot and like on just like a football field, I bet you I could get it before it got me. Yeah. Don't you think? Like it's just throwing rocks or, or like a brick at it or something or Probably, I mean, you just like juke it a little bit, like I feel like it can't be that good. I would love to try for money. They were saying, which is, you were saying offline, this is so meta, but like the way they're going to train cops to use these drones is they're going to train them in VR to use these drones. Yeah, I love that. It's so good. Yeah, we're training cops in VR to use the drone that will go in on the school shooting uh, to prevent the shooter who's live streaming it on Twitch. It's just like, everything's going awesome here. In case anyone is curious, like, things are great um no it's fucking dark uh well i'll be curious i mean they already fucking blew you know years ago that dallas shooter was already got blown up by a bomb on a drone which is just like certainly raised some eyebrows at a time at the that time that was definitely but, like, a bit more macgyvery uh there's not yeah a they did macgyver that shit but yeah <laughs> they for sure has did yeah i do like as grim as it is i do imagine like that guy like hold up like hearing this thing going like come around the corner and just see it just like a rut row like style thing i mean is it is grimly funny but like yeah we've already been doing i mean we know i mean there's like with the whole theme of the like dystopia stuff i mean how many i mean it's like there's a number of reasons to not want to have drones that can just taste people but like there's any literally this is in all of the movies right it's like the, the like police drones who just like go around yeah, the neighborhoods and, and literal facial recognition you and stuff uh, it's a cliche to say, but it's just like you're making me say it because you're actually they're actually doing it. Yeah, they're like, actually doing it, and it's like with a lot of things we talked about. It's like, uh, I will say this right, which I think is interesting, is uh, the people who work for that company are all like very charming, right? Like they're all like like they're not tech bros because tech bros are like annoying and. And geeky they were yeah. just like no, like suave sales yeah like kind of like athletic dudes who like you know are like like intellectually fucking uh you know like uh startup y and like kind of involved and like uh they are making things that i think that they they i think not all of them but like some of them truly do think is like gonna be the solution but it's but it's like this thing where they've created this like kind of not monopoly but getting there of like police tech shit right where it's like they're the big boy on the block i'm sure it won't last for long i mean i think i was reading in an article there's already a competitor to one of these it's like an italian company that does 
Yeah, that does. Or which com- which component of it? Um, I think um, like the taser or the body camera. Um, I forget which it's, it's, it's an Italian company that does, I think a version of, um, of body cams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's the body cams are, uh, that's a whole nother thing too, right? Is that the, the tape? Oh yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm confusing it with, uh, the one thing that we were, I don't know if we're going to have time to fully go into, but the, the gun, the new, uh, the replacement of the metal detector 2.0 shit that that there is like an italian company that's doing the same version of it um it's a, i mean but, it's a big field to get into right is like any of the like the the safety surveillance shit well i just think everything it's everything we talked about today right i would just say this like in the most zoomed out way possible i just think it's gross that like at, at a fundamental level it's just like so much of the reason that things are the way they are is because of the corporate interests having absolute dominance in our politics and like what gets done and what doesn't. I mean, gun manufacturers, so on, don't want gun control, obviously. And then like that, they're just like basically creating whole new, like they're just passing the baton off to like other industries that spring up to redress without actually like, you know, or treat without actually addressing the 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 symptoms of this fucked up status quo that is again the cause of these companies that then gain power and prominence the more that they exist and then before we know it it's just like well you know we can't pass gun control laws because like you know the fuck what about the school surveillance sector you know it's like it's like the same shit it's the same shit with so much stuff but it's just like it's it's like self-producing it's like it's like terminator it's like you cut a limb off and it just regrows it's just like these like little tiny sectors that spring up to just profit off of the fucking sadness and bloodshed. It's honestly really gross, even though it's like, Oh, we're, we're saving people, but it's just like, tell me, buzz me when any of this shit gets better because of any of these stupid fucking tech companies. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think when people stop getting slaughtered, like I don't, I don't see it happening. I think there's, there's a case that like, if you took it to the, the maximalist point, right. Where you had like, totally surveilled schools and like absolutely I mean, are we not fairly close to that point no we're not fairly I, like I, we're not there but like if we were i think you would see real reductions in a lot of like this I violence i really don't know about but that. the problem is is that like at what cost right and i think that the reason why we haven't had that in the u.s is because for all of our problems is that we do have like this like impulse to not want to give up all the civil liberties and like given up a lot of them already i mean a lot but not as much as like but you really think if we just kept giving them up things would start to get better in the way that they have not even begun to already i I think it would not be worth it because it would no but i don't even think it would work i mean we already have police who are fucking armed to the teeth no and we've gone a whole hog on that and like that rationale has not played out Right, like yeah, police aren't you, keeping us safer because of how many more guns they have. I mean, that's the whole no, thing. No, but if you had like literally just a tracking system for all guns, if you had like a facial recognition monitoring and like all these things in all the schools, like you probably would have reductions in. Well, in if you deaths, did that with guns, yes, but with, but that's the thing is like we're circling the thing without touching it. Everyone wants to do everything but actually reduce the like the amount of guns in circulation and how easy it is to buy guns. That I agree would would succeed in reducing the amount of 
school shootings and so on. But like all this other ticky tacky bullshit of, you know, little, you, you get a backpack scan and you get a fucking facial recognition and, and everything's monitoring your Twitter and your IG and your TikTok. It's like that will no, not, mean, will not li- do anything. No, I but mean, if you the gun thing would, but that state, won't happen. If you live in a complete police state, it would. Well, we do live in a police state. Not and, like that, though. It's, it's, you really well, don't. Well, no, we do. No, we live like in a complete still... police state, but the police can't do anything about guns because, A, they're, I think, largely cowards who have shown themselves to not want to risk their own lives to save other people because that's not why they get into the job. And B, like, the gun thing is the issue. Once you have a fucking gun in your hands, all the other shit goes out the window. And that's the one thing that every single time this comes up, it's like all of this stuff springs up around, like, well, we'll track people's speech online or we'll we'll do this, we'll do that. But none of it is about, like, actually controlling access to the thing that allows people to slaughter people en masse in in a 30-minute period. And that's why it's just going to keep happening forever. And, like, that's absolutely where we live because... If it was going to change, it would have changed 10 years ago after fucking Sandy Hook, and it didn't, so it's never going to change. And, like, in, in the current political climate, it's, it's just, like, that's just the facts. And, like, I, you know, it's... it's. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I think it could... I mean, I'm not a political writer. I'm just, like, a person that, like, looks at shit online, so I don't know shit. But, like, it's it does seem like if you had, you know, actual, like, majorities of shit elected who like were against certain types of guns and like you could actually see that happen because we've done it before right like, yeah we did do been, it before but i think has been, politics like, yeah there was an assault weapons ban in place and i think from what was it 94 to yeah, 2004 and that's when democrats had a you know a three three majority and like we have that right now i mean it's it's like we have we have joe mansion you know we can't yeah it's a 50 right but it's like you realize like in the senate right but you realize like the only thing i'm saying is that like i I, know but but we i'm at one percent so we're gonna have to cut it in pretty soon right we have one percent of vibes left (laughs) um no it's true i mean we can go into this forever and a lot of i think more uh well researched and more articulate people have gone into you know the dysfunction of our congress and so on um so we can leave it there but i do think yeah i think honestly all things considered i think your article is really good in going into some of the ways that the how we think and the industry thinks about police and so on um and it, it, and it's all very relevant with all this horrible shit going on i appreciate um, you man yeah of course uh, dude so we'll link to that this and for any readers it's i'm sorry that it's very long but <laughs> there was a lot not to that say. long it's not that long it's um, decent it's a nice you'll feel good about yourself but you won't like give up it's the perfect <laughs> length that's hopefully uh before we get kicked off by the the internet gods uh just thank you guys for making it here uh if you've made it this long please remember to give us that uh subscribe um because subscribe. we're trying to you know obviously grow this thing um and the only way we can do that is if the algorithm sees yeah. us five stars give us a review on spotify apple music the rest the rest all around definitely subscribe if you haven't i I was talking to a couple people in uh recently who listen to us but don't subscribe do that like it's easier how dare how how dare you just hit that subscribe it's Um, easy but uh but yeah i think that's it for me yeah do you have anything else nah man i think we've said we said our piece and we will uh adjourn for now word Sound good? Sounds good. All right, dude. Till next time. Thanks, everyone. Peace, y'all. Peace.